It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate, another episode of Frontline Friday with my special guest and regular guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you? Andy, I'm great. I want you to ask me where I am today. Oh, where are you today? I'm in a different place. I'm in Boston now. Yes. This is going to be, this is going to be one of my uh, more frequent locations going forward. You're becoming sort of bi-coastal like me. Actually, you're sort of, you're tri-coastal. Yes, you're copying copying you. Yes, I'm I'm kind of tri-coastal. You're right. I'm (laughs) tri-coastal. But you're tri-coastal. You're tri-coastal. I am. Am I? You've got Hawaii. Oh, I've got Hawaii. That's true. Mine. Yes. Yes. That's true. We're just tri-coastal in different directions, but we're <laughs> covering the globe. We're <laughs> right. covering the globe. Yes. We're going to keep going. You're going to keep heading east. I'll keep going west. We'll meet somewhere over there. Eventually, we'll meet. Yeah. My goal in my next life is to have no airline status. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. That's my goal. No airline status. No airline knows me or cares about me or hotels. That's or my hotels. Goal. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got this like lifetime status at, at Starwood, so yeah, it's it's uh, that's kind of nice. You know, it's kind of a little perk. We talked about travel one of our last episodes, and it's, it's we did. We did. Minute, you get a little get a little spoiled with the upgrades and so on, but you know, I could do without it. Exactly. Likewise. So, um, so I thought today a bit good topic to talk about is is because I know I mean you read voraciously as I do, you know, we talk, try to keep up with what's current with the blogs and books and so on. So part of what, part of what sort of struck me recently is like, are we just, <laughs> this may sound odd coming from somebody who runs a six day a week podcast, but you know, are we, are we just sort of off the rails with, with some of the sales advice that's, that's being given out these days? I mean, there's just, I don't know. This whole thing about hacks, you know, it's just sort of driving me nuts. There's always this latest hack, this hack, that. And maybe I'm a little, I don't want to say old-fashioned, but a little more conventional in the sense that I think that, to me, you know, hacks always smack of shortcuts. And, you know, shortcuts don't get you where you want to go. You know, a Band-Aid. If you have a problem, challenge with a specific aspect of your sales, you know, you don't need a Band-Aid. You need a permanent fix. It is funny coming from someone who runs a six-day-a-week podcast on sales, okay? So let's that's not lost on me. Yes. I, I mean, and I'm participating. I'm one of those guests on you one of the weeks. You are an so enabler, yes. I am definitely one of your enablers. Gosh, I. how do I feel about it? In some ways, I don't have a problem with it. If the advice is sound... Now, I, I agree that there that shortcuts don't solve the problem, but I also recognize from my own learning and reading and my own experience and experience with teams, everybody hears and absorbs things in different ways. And and different things will resonate with different people at different times, given what they're 
what they're doing. And the same with me. I mean, I read sales books all the time, like you do. And I don't end up hearing a lot that's really new or different, but sometimes it'll hit me differently or a story will strike me differently or I'll be going through something. And so it, it's just particular, particularly germane to that point in time. So in that, so in some regards, I think, okay, well, so lots of stuff is being out there. It, some of it seems to me to be a regurgitation of just like classic advice. I guess the second thing I would say is, you know, everything now is in sound bites. So for me, I well, have, that's, that's the point, right? To me is it's not that it's, I mean, I like books and part of the reason I do a long format interview on this, on this show is that it's not meant to be, you know, here's that one thing. And if you're not doing this one thing, man, are you missing out? <laughs> because most of the times so I see those, those types of, of, uh, you know, it's a blog, an article, a share somewhere, you know, it's just playing to people's anxieties about sort of fear of missing out on something. And, you know, if you're in sales, you're really in it for the, you should be thinking about it, you're in it for the long run, you know, just sort of, calm down a little bit. You know, if you're in this state of high anxiety, which is what I, I guess what I'm reflecting, because I see this a lot when I'm talking to sales reps and I'm talking to managers and, and even CEOs, it's like, you know, we sort of reach this, this sort of, and maybe it's just on par with what's happening in you know society at large. It's just this constant, you know, simmering and bubbling over, boiling over, if you will, of people just sort of said freaking out about missing out on something. I, I think, Andy, it's a reflection of the times. It's a reflection of this culture. And I don't want to keep going talking about the millennial culture, but the millennial culture and the video game culture and the gratification now. And I want it to be quick. And I want a three-minute video, not a 20-minute video. I want a blog post, not a book. I want to listen to it. I don't want to read it. I, I think we're just in this world of sound bites and urgency and now and deals are transactional and, and customers have read as a lot of stuff online already. So get to them quickly and learn it quickly. And, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's effective, but I understand why it is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, from my standpoint, I just remember reading, or not reading, but listening and watching uh, a comedy special with this comic uh, comedian, Tom Papa. And uh, I thought he was very funny. He's sort of very conservatively dressed, wears a suit and, uh, suit and tie, and, and you know, looks like Joe Average from next door. But has a very interesting perspective because he, you know, he, he talks about all these, these things that are happening and, and these things that we, you know, sort of fear of missing out, as I sort of talked about before. And, I just love his sort of his patterns. So I was like, you know, it's okay. Just relax. You know, everything's gonna be okay. Uh, and I think that's a message that we have to that we have to tell people as well, as especially in sales, is that yeah, you can pick up something and read about the latest, you know, the latest thing you must do. You know, if you're not doing this thing, you're missing out. Your conversions are going to suffer. So on and so on and so forth. And it's like, yeah, you know, just. Practice the basics. Focus on the basics. Do the basics well. You don't have to worry about missing out on anything. I, 
I agree with you. And I don't think that that is the, the I don't think that's the message that's being told that they're hearing anywhere else. I think the message that they're hearing from managers is do it now, do it quick, learn it now, learn it fast. I think they're getting a different message, Andy. And I think what sells also is three quick tips too. Fast, and I, and I think this is true since the beginning of time. I mean, if you look at what sure. sells in magazines, it's mm-hmm. uh, five steps to a uh, thinner Great body. Physique. Yes, right. God, I w- I wish I didn't have to go and swim for an hour this morning. I wish I could have done it in three easy steps. What? No running? Well, I like to balance. I like to do a balance. So okay, if I have a, if I yeah if I have uh, access to a pool. You're going to find me in a pool just because I run all the time. So I have access to a pool. So I am a fish. Hmm. I'm a Pisces also. So maybe that makes sense. Are you now? I didn't know your sign. A Pisces. Hmm. Now you know. Now I know. I'm a Leo. Five quick tips on Hmm. how to make a Pisces more effective. (laughs) So, So I think, Andy, that this is not the message that they're hearing in other places. And, and I think that's what's challenging. I don't disagree with you, but I think your message is unique. And it could be a reflection of just the, the time that you and I learned sales. And we had weeks of training, and you weren't allowed to go talk. At least I wasn't talked to a customer for like three months. Now somebody starts, and it's get on the phones right away. Oh, I was kicked out. I was kicked out of the door on my first day. Okay, so you had a different experience than I did. Yeah, I mean, I not that I talked to anybody. Yeah, but you, but I was out knocking on doors, but yeah, I wasn't. But, really but I do, but I do think back to it with regards to these hacks. I'm okay if it's a hack that is building on a foundation of some sort. You know that it's a. If it's a building block of learning or what you're doing or how you're approaching your sales, it's okay. I think it's unrealistic to think that three quick steps and you've mastered the enterprise sale or whatever, you know, it it, it doesn't happen that way. And I've been doing a lot of interviewing lately for uh, some sales roles in Boston. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is true, not just in Boston, but I would say in my career, you get a lot of variability. You have people that have the same amount of experience, same number of years. They may have even had success at their, at various positions, but their skill level varies dramatically. And I think some of it, there are people that are always looking for the hack and quick and the shortcut. And there are others that have taken a more sort of lifelong learning approach, which is you got to just keep doing it. You got to have repetition. You've got to, there aren't, there are not, hacks won't get you there. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, as we know, we've talked on the show before about about uh, the difference between sales education and sales training. And, you know, big believer that people 
Maybe it could use a little less training, a little more education about sales. And, and part of that is, and certainly there's a lot of literature out there about, you know, how, how your buyers make decisions, right? How the brain actually works, you know, how the social or the, the social psychology, the behavioral economics, the neuroscience, how it works in terms of decision-making, how people are influenced to do certain things. Certainly lots of great classic books out there. And if you read those, what's happening is, you know, the human brain isn't changing. You know, these hacks, you know, so my, my point of view is the trouble with a lot of the hacks is just that, as we talked before, sort of short-term band-aiding, but they don't, they really address, as I said, the sales, the sales rep's anxiety as opposed to the customer's need. And, you know, how customers make decisions. And that, that part's not changing. You, you can begin to relax a little bit if you understand that, yeah, if I spend more time focusing on understanding how I can help them make a decision, but think then, about I it, more, Andy, then I can be more focused. Think about it. Think about the bind of the salesperson. Because the sales rep's anxiety is driven by the manager's anxiety. The manager's anxiety is driven by the VP of sales' anxiety. The VP of sales' anxiety is driven by the CEO's anxiety. And so it's hard to t- tell a sales rep to slow down, relax, learn it, more educationalist training. We're all the way up the chain. They're getting a lot of pressure to do it fast, learn it fast. Oh, sure. Know it. So but if, but I, if they I think, never make that investment, though, they're always going to be running, they're always gonna be running I, at this pace. And that's, that's, the, that's really the key is, you know, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, geez, Bridges points right on. You know, I'm, I'm being pressured. I really don't have time. What I'm saying is you got to begin to make that time and make that investment, as we've talked about before. Otherwise, you're always going to be feeling this pressure. And you're not going to last as long in this career in sales as you could because you're just going to stress yourself out and burn yourself out. Reps, but I was talking to uh, the CEO of the startup called Chorus.ai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might know Roy. Um, I've and, not and met him, have, but I've, I know the product, yeah. Yeah, so we, he was asking me about how do you get adoption for, like the sales reps love this tool where, it records their calls, it annotates, it transcribes, they can see where they took notes, and it really has helped the sales rep. But he said, I won't get adoption. This won't fly unless the managers really buy into it. And we got on this discussion around manager training, manager education. And part of it, I think, Andy, is, is there enough of that that's happening? A lot of managers are promoted from, as sales reps. So they go from sales rep to manager, but they're, then they're not given training mm-hmm. on how to be a manager. And I think there, there is an opportunity for there to be more education and training for managers so that they are coaching in this way that encourages the education, encourages the slowing down, encourages the mastering of particular skills and not adopting these hacks and hoping that that's going to make everything magically work. Yeah, and, and people have to understand, and I agree, because two things there. One is, yes, I mean, Jason Jordan and other people have written about uh, sales management, have done research and showed that you know, the highest ROI that companies are getting from their training is their manager training, sales manager training. You know, that has, has a bigger return than, than necessarily what they get off training the reps. 
So why so, isn't there more of that? Because, yeah, it's, I think it's easier for companies to say, yeah, let's train our salespeople. But the, the leveraged effect of training your manager to become a more effective coach, a more effective manager, you know, the impact is huge on that. I think we need a new show. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Think, Which is that? I think we need a show just for sales managers. I want to support sales managers. And maybe this is just sort of an open, you know, our show isn't specifically for anybody, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just, I, I, I sympathize with the sales reps out there that they are being given this pressure and we're giving them a message and their managers are giving them a, a different message. And I agree with you 100% that the leverage is with the sales manager. That's where the leverage is. Well, I think that part of what I'm talking about here today applies to sales managers as, as well. Oh, I, yeah, I do too. I, mean, I do too. And I guess, I and that, I guess that's the message is it's not just the rep. It's gotta be the manager and the system in which the rep is working within. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I think that, that, yeah, I think that there's, um, such sort of so much emphasis and sort of a blind adherence to this idea about a process that what they overlook are sort of the fundamental behaviors that without which, and I, I, I'm going to call them selling habits. You know, if you don't have these selling habits, you can put as much pressure as you want on people and they're just not going to execute the way you want them to. Right. No matter how strong your process might be, but the thing is the process is really based and predicated on people effectively executing these, these fundamental selling habits. And so we're really overlooking that. And that's what, this is to me, what creates so much of the anxiety is if people will just, I said, I said, relax a little bit, focus on mastering these, these fundamental habits, we're going to find sales productivity and sales processes operating much more effectively, productivity increasing, but we continually sort of skip by that. And that's why the hacks become so attractive because in the absence of having sort of this fundamental mastery of these basic selling habits, this, ooh, this thing that looks really cool, that's going to save me today. It's the, look how popular the book is, The 4-Hour Work Week. The 4-Hour, what is the other one? There's like the 4-Hour Workout. Not, I mean, the, like the, there's also a workout one too, but the 4-Hour Work Week. Well, but the thing about Jeez, the 4-Hour Work Week. Wow, I want that hack. Like it's so <laughs> attractive. I get I get why these are attractive. That's super attractive to me. Sure. But that was also I think people sort of misunderstood that book to some degree because it wasn't in some respects, you know, the message for most people wasn't that they could work four hours a week, but that there's another way of looking at how they do things. Yeah. I and know. how they prioritize what they do in order to become much more effective with the time they have. And that that book was fundamentally the same message, right? It's about, it's about giving yourself, cutting yourself some slack. It's about not, set, you know, when I say take it easy, I don't mean go slow, but it means reducing the stress. You know, making yourself available to be more productive. I mean, that's, that's to me, it was my takeaway from that book. It was not, yeah, we can all work four hours a week, but that, wow, we could all become more productive and reduce our stress in doing so. Yeah, and I think the reducing, there's two, there's several things going on here. One is being more effective and actually 
gaining skills in the profession of sales and one is reducing stress and they do go, they are correlated. Like I think if you feel more confident and you have more mastery and more skills, I think your stress level, it doesn't always, but it should go down. Stress is largely internal, but hopefully that will, that will help the stress level. Yeah. No, I think that, that one of the real keys to individuals developing self-confidence is to let go of their anxieties. You know, to the extent easier they can. Easier said right? than done. I know, easier, easier said, said than done. done. God, wouldn't and, that be great? Okay, let go. I know. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, let go of your anxiety. And again, let's go back to, you know, in my case, CEO and the board. Let go of my anxiety about how a quarter might end. <sighs> They'd be like, no, Bridget, we'd like you to keep up that anxiety. <laughs> Continue. You hang on to that anxiety so we don't have to. I think they count on me having the anxiety. Sure, so but I was talking about a more fundamental things. level, though, is I think that, yeah, no, I that you, you know, somebody understood how to be more effective and quickly sort of building a rapport with a prospect. You know, that makes the whole sales process a little less anxiety-inducing. And, in turn, increases self-confidence and makes them more productive. So, those are, you know, it's one example, right? So if you could master that, f- that one focus on mastering this one sales behavior of how do, I, how do I do this? How do I engage an authentic level with a prospect more quickly? The ramifications and the, the ripple effect of that become pretty substantial. So that's sort of one example, just sort of, you know, how can you relax and become more effective and more productive? I, I'm... We're in agreement. <laughs> We're yes. in agreement. We're in agreement. The world Andrea. out there. And, and actually, I think, Andy, even the people writing about the hacks, it's, what's, it's what, I, it's a Band-Aid. I don't think it's necessarily, well, it's not ill-intentioned. It may be naive. No, not at all. I don't think it's, I don't think, anybody, I, mean, I think few people very few people probably are, have ill intention about it. I think most people come from a position of trying to, trying to help others. Yeah. And so I think it's trying to help, given the pressure that reps and managers feel, okay, try this, try this, try this. And maybe the message is those could be interesting things to add on to a foundation, but they're not they're not the answer. Right. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about that on future episodes. Cause this is, this is, this is something that, that to my mind is, is, is really sort of central to how, mm-hmm. how people look at improving their, their individual productivity and the quality of their lives while still being incredibly successful. Yeah. So, all right. That's it for today, Bridget. Gosh, as time, always, flew, time flew fast on that one. So as, as always. always, yes. So we will look forward to speaking again next week. And we look forward to having all of you that are listening to us today. Join us again next Friday as well. All right. Have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. 
For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.